Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Show Game Podcast with me, Sean Colfer. So we are at the end of the league season. The leagues have all finished. We have got one more round of the Cups to go, which we are going to be previewing today. We're going to have two episodes coming out today. There's going to be one where we're reviewing the league season and the games that happened in the most recent game weekend. And we're also then going to have a preview episode where we're going to preview all the Cup rounds and also the Irish qualification games, which are happening this weekend. So... After this break, we'll dive straight into it with the League Review. So in the last round of League games that we saw, the mixed season finished, as did the open season. So the open season first, uh, it was a pretty straightforward open season finish, really. There was just a couple of games that had to be played. Emo played Kapow and Clapham. Clapham won that game 15-2, a fairly straightforward standard victory for Clapham that confirms their already pretty much confirmed victory in the league. Five wins from five games with a goal difference of 41. Obviously very impressive, winning by an average of eight points. It was only Alba who managed to get within five, got double digits, uh, 15-10 win for Clapham there. And then Emo played against Kapow, which was basically a game to determine who was going to be finishing bottom of the league. Uh, As I understand it, it was trading until around sixes, uh, and then Kapow scored eight or nine in a row and won the game 15-6. So... Another fairly standard, straightforward win in the end for Kapow, but it sounds like Emo at the beginning of that game were able to make it pretty competitive. So hopefully Emo are able to kind of find some stuff from their very condensed season and and build on them because they have got some qualifiers coming up. So if we look at the Open League, we have Clapham uh, winning. You you have Chevron, then Alba, then Devon. Expected top four, probably in the order we expected it. And then Kapow finishing ahead of Emo. So that means Devon. We'll be playing a qualifier, as will Kapow and Emo. In the mixed league, we had a game that was pretty consequential because there was two games for Smog and two games for Glasgow that he played. Now, the Glasgow games were a little less consequential because they'd already played Birmingham, so that kind of bottom level of the mixed league had already been determined. They had to play against Mighty Hux and Deep Space. Mighty Hux won 15-7 against Glasgow, and Deep Space won 15-6 against Glasgow. Two pretty similar results. So that meant that Hux were solidified in third and Deep Space in fourth. So that left the two Smog games. Now the first game, Smog against Birmingham, was 15-4 to Smog. Not too much of note there. But the final game of the mixed league season was Reading against Smog. Two teams that up to that point had four wins and no losses and had almost identical goal differences. Smog 32 and Reading 31. So it was very, very balanced going into it. Tough one to call. Uh, Reading managed to come away with the win there, 15-12. Reading went up early, Smog pulled it all the way back, and then Reading were able to pull away at the end and win by three points. So a tight game and definitely one that I think we can expect to see a repeat of at Nationals because both these teams look to be extremely strong. So that means that Reading win the Mixed League, Smog finish second, then Mighty Hucks in third, Deep Space fourth, Birmingham fifth, and Glasgow sixth. So that means that Deep Space, Birmingham and Glasgow all have to play qualifiers. Mighty Hux finishing third means that there is another space for the Cup. So there's a guaranteed third place Cup team that's going to be going through. The 3-4 is going to be happening this weekend, as will the rest of the Cup games. And then there'll be qualifiers further on down. So we can expect three teams from the Cup in mixed and also in the women's division. The women's division, which had already concluded, we already knew that Smog were winners. Iceni second, Bristol third, and then six, Scram and Red would have to play qualifiers. So I thought to review the season, 
a good idea would be to talk to the three winners, Reading, Smog and Clapham, and see what their thoughts were on the season, what their thoughts were on how this kind of set them up, and how everyone was feeling about winning a competition that we might not see again. It's kind of obviously difficult to say what the UK was going to do. We, I'm sure, all welcome the return of tour events and kind of bigger weekend tournaments, but the National League is what we've had this year. Uh, all those teams have done really well and obviously won their leagues, unblemished records, so I just thought I'd get their views on on what it was like playing in this uh, this system. So we'll start with uh, Smog. We spoke to Lucy Hyde from Smog. Then we'll go to Ryan Coons from Reading. And then finally, we'll have Josh Briggs from Clapham, all talking about the season and what they thought it was like. So let's get straight into the thoughts of those three people. So I'm joined now by Smog player, GB player, Lucy Hyde. Lucy, how are you? Hi, I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me. No worries. So uh, let's start with Smog Women. A great season for Smog Women. You've won all your games, won the league. How does it feel to be the first and, I don't know, maybe only league champions? Yeah, pretty incredible. We're very, yeah, we're very proud. Just amazing feeling. And how were the games? Obviously, you played lots of different weekends. Uh, I think your season started slightly later than everyone else's did because of various yeah. issues with some games. So, I mean, how was the season? You obviously played games over, what, the three weekends? So uh, a bit different to usual. Yeah, it's felt um, quite compressed, I guess. Um, we went straight in there and had uh, Iceni and Bristol to start with. Two very, very tough games uh, right from the off. Um, so it was, you know, no easing into it. And then we had Scram, I believe, in the middle, but that was their first game. They were they were a bit rusty. They hadn't had the training time because they'd been up in Scotland. And then finishing off with um, Sick and Red, um, I feel like everyone was into it by that point. Everyone kind of understood the league structure, what it was like. But yeah, that first weekend against Iceni and Bristol um, was quite tense and exciting. Yeah, very close games, tough conditions as well for your for your first games to be to be played in. You've obviously got a pretty big squad with Smog, uh, both men and women for the mixed squad. But uh, what do you think the, the difference was in terms of how you were able to win these games, particularly those games against Bristol and uh, ICD, which were all really close? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, it came down to just the odd point here and there in both of those games. But I, f- I think our depth, we have an incredible group of women all the way through from all the way through Smog 1, Smog 2. And that's on the mixed side, like the women are all incredible. So bringing them all together just was an awesome opportunity for every single player to showcase their skill and their athleticism. Um, you know, you never felt worried whoever was on the pitch. They were always going to do a brilliant job. And you've got a few kind of new players this year. Eric and he was a name I didn't recognise. He played really, really well. So it seems like you've added to the squad really well as, as well. Yeah, so um, we've certainly gained some big names. People like uh, Rachel Naden, Alice Hampton. Helen Thompson. Um, Erica is incredible. She's a little less known. Um, she came over to Liverpool from the US a couple of years ago. But obviously, COVID has meant she's not been able to showcase herself. And then um, quite a few younger women from the Northeast, uh, up and comings, people like Yasmin Gill and Lizzie Plasm Scott, really uh, impressed, I think, as well. Now, how much is this going to help for the for the mix season? The mix is obviously your your focus, but all these women playing together and kind of getting this chemistry developed pretty early in the season. How, how do you think that's going to help as you go into nationals? Yeah, so mix is definitely our focus. Women's, it was it was an opportunity to build the confidence of the women. I feel like generally it's fair to say across mixed teams, men are a little more confident on the disc, a little more confident in using the space on the pitch. So this was an opportunity to remind our women 
that, you know, they can go out there and boss it just like the men. And they definitely feel like they can do that now. Um, I think it was quite nice for the um, our captains, Emily McCabe and Tom Lees, to have an idea of chemistry, who played well together, that sort of thing. So we obviously started off with the women's games before the Smog 1 games. Smog 2 had had one game about against Black Sheep, but I don't think they quite set who was going to play together at that point. So women's was a good opportunity for um, Tiffany Anderson as well with Smog 2 to work out who played well together. So I know there was a, a thing on the uh, Instagram page about perhaps you could go into 2022 with Smog Women as a as a focus. I don't know was that was that a, a joke based on winning the league or is it a, a possibility you might split into Open and Women's next year? I think there was a lot of excitement coming off the league win, um, but we're obviously we're gunning for going to Cincinnati uh, 2022. Um, so mix is is going to have to be our focus throughout that season. Um, obviously nationals. I believe we'll come after Worlds next year. So I don't, I don't know what will happen. The club will have to decide. Um, I think a lot of the girls would love to have a go at single gender. Um, but there's a reason we keep choosing mixed. We love mixed. We love kind of bringing the men and the women together. And so to talk about mixed for a bit, you uh, finished second in the league in, in mixed, lost to Reading in, in the final game there in, you know, what could probably be a, Again, that you're going to experience at nationals, I would suggest as well. How has the mix season gone for you? Again, it just feels like it's been very short and sharp. It's all just happened quite quickly. And I think that's probably because of the Scotland games early on in our season being rescheduled. Mm. Um, I feel like Reading was our, our tough one. The other games felt comfortables and exaggeration. Hooks and deep space were tough, um, but Reading really challenged us. Obviously, they took the win, um, but we're just excited to go into nationals, replay all those teams, plus the cup teams coming up um, and see how we can do. We definitely like to get the win next time against Reading. What do you think the difference was in that game? I mean, Reading obviously are usually strong and you've seen them a lot of times at nationals and semifinals and finals at nationals previously. So what do you think the, the, the difference was in the game that they, they were able to win the other week? It was quite a messy game. I think both teams would be happy to say it was quite a messy game. We certainly didn't play our best individually or as a team. We were missing um, a few players, a couple of kind of COVID cases, injuries. So people resting themselves coming up to nationals. So hopefully we'll have a full team for nationals. But I think we probably just need to go away, think about what Reading did, how they challenged us and how we can overcome that. And obviously you're quite spread out now. You've got players from all over the North and down into the Midlands. How's it been COVID-wise, bringing people together and getting squads together? Has it been tough? Um, yeah, generally we've just had kind of individual absences because of COVID. Um, we had a bit of an early scare in one of our challenge games where we weren't quite sure what to do about a positive case from an opponent and what that meant for trainings. Um, but now we're kind of a bit more understanding that it doesn't seem to be a track and trace issue as long as it's not close contact. Um, so we've still managed to get big trainings together. Um, we've got a really good base in kind of Yorkshire, Northeast, and then um, the Northwest. Um, and then we bring everyone together at weekends. And finally, how scared are you of Thundering Herd at Nationals? It's going to be, <laughs> going to be a, a powerhouse squad, right? You're going into the final right against Lemmings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I've not heard much about you guys. Should should we be scared? <laughs> terrified. Terrified. We're fantastic. <laughs> cool. Well, um, yeah, thanks for your time. Well done on the, the league win and see you at Nationals. Awesome. See you there. Thanks. So I'm joined again by Ryan Coons from Reading. Ryan, thank you for joining me for a second time. 
No worries. Thank you for having me. So congratulations on the the win, the mixed league win. How is everyone feeling after uh, beating Smog to, to get that title in the last game? Uh, I think we're pretty pretty pleased with ourselves. Um, obviously, Smog was the the exciting game that we were all looking forward to, and the, the scheduling gods put it at the end of the the six or so weeks, um, and and that was the game we were looking forward to for the entire league, really. And it, it certainly was a lot of fun, and probably not really close to being the tightest game. Like Smog run us the hardest, I think, and they've got a lot of talent and a lot of depth, even even though we kind of came out on top seemingly fairly easily according to the scoreline. I don't think that's truly how we felt. We had a little waver in the middle and they really hopped on the comeback train and we just managed to hold them off. But we know they're going to be gunning for us at Nationals and we're, we're gunning for them for a rematch. Always hard to beat a team twice. So we're, we're super excited to see them again. And what have you taken from that game? I mean, if you say you had a, a kind of a, a difficult period in the middle, I suppose there's still things to learn even though you're at a seemingly a good level now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, possibly as a result of not having had a team take us that hard for that long. And we, we maybe lacked a little bit of focus or concentration. Always, always areas to improve on. And uh, staying clinical and focused for an entire game is you know something that even top teams struggle with. So I think we've just got to get back and put our noses to the grindstone and, and work hard for nationals in these next few weeks. So the league season's over, five wins, you know, some good results. Um, you played, like, have you played any, I assume you've played some Challenge League games as well. There's been, seems like every weekend Reading somehow has been involved in some, some Challenge League games. What have you learned in the season up to this point about the team that you might not have known coming into the season? I don't know if there's anything specifically that we learned that we might not have known. A lot of the players we already knew very well and for the most part they are Reading local-ish or we've, we've had run-ins with the kind of the players that we've drafted from not the local area pretty well. Again, like we said last time, we've been quite impressed with how much people have turned up, even though they don't live in Reading. And that's been instrumental to being able to, you know, put the put the team together at a, a, a high standard fairly consistently. But I'm not sure I'm not sure there's anything we haven't been too surprised in any way, I don't think, as far as a, a leadership point of view is concerned. So this might well be the the first and last time the mixed league actually happens, depending on what the competition structure looks like, you know, next year. But I suppose focus now moves to nationals and, and trying to peak for that second big, second big thing of the year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, we the a national league win is always nice because it's it's kind of a nice little reward for to show for all the hard work that we have actually put in. But I think we're we're very aware that the national league beyond qualification doesn't really mean anything to us. And our, our eyes are definitely on nationals for kind of the pinnacle of our season. And then, I mean, any thoughts about, uh, I suppose, what comes for the, the rest of the season? I know there's Euros. We don't need to talk about whether that is actually going to happen because I think that's well beyond, well out of both of our hands. But I don't know, what, what, what's, uh, what's the feelings kind of looking ahead into Euros and then Worlds? And you think you're in a, the place you wanted to be in at the end of the National League? I think for now, yeah, I'm quite happy. And, and so is Beck. So we're in a, a good spot considering you know, the, the shorter time frame that we've had to gather our thoughts and, and collect ourselves for this year. And that's a credit to all the effort that the team has put in over the last five or six months or so to really get things back up and running and, and get back into it. So hopefully COVID stays clear and we, we get the chance to train together and, and go and compete maybe a bit further afield soon. 
and it might end up being a bit of a shorter off season this year just so we get to spend some more time together but Bex and I are both happy with with how things are going and, and the place that the team is in at the moment great well congrats again and uh, look forward to seeing you nationals excellent thank you very much So I'm joined now by Josh Briggs from Clapham. Josh, thank you for joining me. How are you? Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm really good. Thanks for having me. Good. Uh, congratulations on the league win. So a fairly thank comfortable you. one looking at the score lines. How did it feel playing in those games? Some of the games were comfortable. Um, a couple of the games were not comfortable. Overall, we got uh, a good showing from every team that we played, regardless of score line. We've played quite a few matches outside of National League as well. We've played quite a lot of challenge games as well this year, tried to get a game in against every London team that we can and any teams that happen to be at the same venue as us during a a league event. I think what we've kind of decided overall is that there's a general step up in quality across across the domestic scene, the, the men's teams that we're playing. Uh, which is in, which is quite a surprise and impressive considering everyone had a year out. But maybe that's given people time to knuckle down on tactics that they want to use and have a really good recruitment cycle, whatever it may be. Every team we're playing, whether it's 15-10 or 15-3, is clearly got a plan, has tactics. Whether or not they're able to carry them out against us is, is another question, but that, but that's besides the point. It's It's clear that you know people are giving us their best shot and their best shot doesn't just involve trying really hard. It involves thinking a lot and being smart which is good to see shout outs in terms of games would be the um uh, well one of them would be one of the league games and one of them would be a challenge league game our league game against alba was a cracking game we have only played them once before in 2019 i think in birmingham in like a tour two or three event situation on the saturday when they were a brand new outfit and didn't have all their players um, and we had like almost a full team. We had something like 24, 25. Uh, totally different team now. Real, real contender. Um, really fun game against them. So looking forward to future matchups with them. Uh, and then Challenge League game against uh, either Smashed or Smash D. I don't know the official way to say it. Uh, yesterday, uh, um, they came along to our training and we, and we, we had a game against them and did some scrimmaging stuff. Uh, good to see a young team like that training together, having systems, like I said before, clearly gunning for sort of semi-final spots at domestic events. That was a really fun game again, a really athletic team, as you'd expect with those lads all being, you know, 21, 23, 24, 25 years old. Uh, looking forward to seeing what they can, them and Alba can both kind of produce at Nationals and beyond. So Alba was the the closest game you had this season, the 15-10 uh, yeah. so far. Is that... A is, is that because you know the squad obviously has some new players in there, but you've still a lot of the central figures from from years past are still there. Do you think that's cohesion? Is that your squad improving with the new guys? What do you think is the, the driving force behind there's, those there's a, that game? Yeah, there's a lot of factors going into into how that game played out. I don't know if fifteen ten is is a little bit deceitful because it it doesn't unless you were there, you don't know how well they played in the first half. That scoreline, it was basically holding in fact it was pure holding one turn on each o-line in the first half we happened to get a break off that one turn 
our D line and they didn't break us on our one turn. So we went into half eight, seven with the break in hand. And then they immediately broke us to make it eight all. The, uh, they got their first break right out of half, which was really big effort um, to make it eight all straight away. So really for the vast majority of that game, they were playing with us. Um, they were putting pressure on us, both with their offensive sort of skill and pace and aggression and with their defensive um, sort of smarts and aggression as well. Their, their cap, one of their captains mentioned that after the game that he'd said at halftime, all right, lads, let's not um, screw it up and check away the second half like many teams do against Clapham. Uh, and then we got a four-point D run on them from, I think it must have been 9-8. So we scored the, we held the point after we got broken out of half. Then we went 10-8, uh, 11-8, 12-8, 13-8. 8. So really apart from that like eight, 10-minute stretch where we got four on the bounce from the D line, they were, there are equals in that game. Now, of course, we didn't have our full squad. We had, I don't know, 17 or 18 players. We were missing, we were missing like several of our best players. Um, so from our side, I'd expect us to put up a more concrete challenge for them throughout the whole game. But also on, on the flip side, they've now got that really intense first game under their belts against us. And if they do face our full squad next time or when they do face our full squad next time, they've got that to fall back on. They know exactly how the second half feels. They will have had another six to seven weeks of training because um, I know they train sort of geo and they, and they get together a lot. So I think those two things are going to balance out. So I can only hope for and expect that we'll have another sort of tight battle if we meet at Nationals. I, my presumption is that they will be the other semi-final from us. Um, but I don't, I don't know how this national seeding is going to work. So, yeah, it was also 33 degrees or something, Oof. which is bad for both teams, you know. So mm -hmm. there was just lots of things going into that game. Uh, a slightly cooler day. Both teams got full squads. They've had an extra six to eight weeks of training. That's going to be a cracking game. Yeah, you could see that game really go the distance in terms of both teams putting lots of pressure on the other one, the other one's D lines and, and O lines. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good to see. It's really good to play tough, tough games against multiple teams in the country now. And I, I, yeah, I told them after the game, I only look forward to seeing what they can produce sort of internationally. Uh, and in the next two, three seasons, that's really when they'll start to see how good they can actually be. So how's the squad generally feeling about the, the league? You've obviously, you know, won the league. Um, what were the feelings about the format and how it worked and how many people you were able to get to all the games? Yeah, how did everyone feel about it? Yeah, we really like we really liked the league. As soon as it was announced, we immediately thought this is a great idea. This is the way we think sort of domestic ultimate should be angling itself in the in in the next few years and in the longer term, there's always been a preference to, there's always a preference to sort of play one, one day fixtures, or a single day fixtures, single fixtures on a day, or maybe two, two matches on a day, rather than that six or seven in two days. Hmm. You can get much better quality in, which I think is why we have seen really good performances on from those teams, you know, whoever they are, Kapow, Emo, uh, who else have we played? Smashed, Fire, like these are teams that although we're, we're beating with a comfortable scoreline, they are putting in really good performances against us. Much, much better performances than they ever have when we play them game five, six or seven in a, in a tournament weekend. 
because um, they got the chance to be fresh, have have some trainings between matches, make adjustments, that sort of stuff. So we really like the league from that perspective. The travel's fine. Um, we had to travel three times and we played two match days in London. So we went to Oxford, Bristol and Sheffield. It's like sort of two hours, two to three hours travel there and back uh, each way. Uh, and we're more than happy to make that sort of a commitment to travel um, if it means that we get to get those kind of quality match days against opposition. Devon was another one we played who who are clearly taking another step up. That was in Bristol. Yeah, so really, really excited by the prospect of this being the, the new format. A, because of what it's allowing the teams that are training weekly, you know, in their geo locations to do and to make adjustments between matches and to put together a, you know, a good string of performances throughout a season rather than bunch them all up in, in one weekend or two weekends throughout the year and then hope it goes well at nationals. Yeah, um, the Challenge League alongside it is is nice as well because it means you can play those additional fixtures and actually have them feel like they're contributing to your, I guess, to your next season because they sort of matter for the next season's league standings and, and invitations. So it just adds a little bit of more meaning and intensity to every game. Uh, I think there are probably some administrative things that need to be worked out a little bit better. It was quite hodgepodge. Uh, and I'm not saying that is necessarily UKU's fault or has to be done by UKU. Uh, they don't exactly have huge amount of manpower and everyone's coming off the back of a furloughed COVID year. Uh, so I think it will certainly be better going forwards. But yeah, there was quite a lot of sort of hashing out on the fly in terms of making fixtures, where they were going to be, uh, who was booking what, how was it going to be shared cost-wise, that kind of stuff, which is expected. Yeah. And everyone was amicable, amicable about doing it. I reckon there will be more than enough information from having done it this year in order to really put together a good framework for how it should be done going forwards in terms of the frisbee produced though um yeah really really good step forwards on all fronts we think so we talked about it earlier in the season but obviously flapping going for a, a landmark kind of nationals victory this year how do you think you're set up heading into nationals it's a few weeks away yet you've got some work to do but how yeah do you we've got the three three week three and a half weeks now or something um that probably means we've got six or seven more training sessions we're, we're in a really good spot. I mean, we can't uh, we can't be too picky. We've been able to train twice a week since early March this year. You know, we've got 30-odd trainings under our belts this year already. We've had a good string of, of wins against teams that are coming for us and are putting together those, those sort of full-match sort of full day performances, as I said. We have to go in fully confident we have played our best regardless of who we're playing when we play confident and confidently and without hesitation that's when we're at our sort of most ruthless and uh, most decisive on pitch it's uh, it's not really weighing on our minds I guess in apart from the fact that we've made it a clear goal and a clear focus and we're obviously not not sort of shy about that you know we want to get 20 and we want to go in knowing that we've prepared as best we can so really we know we've prepared well the last, what is it, few months since March. So now six, seven more sessions of, of keeping that up, entering a little bit more of a performance-focused phase of training in the run-up to nationals and then Euros, rather than uh, leaning towards learning and developing and being creative. Uh, it's something we do every year, uh, every year that we that we play. You know, we, we wind it up as we get closer and closer to the crucial end of the season. And all that stuff is going as normal. Um, you know, we're 
we're knuckling down now at sessions, they're getting a little bit more intense, uh, a little bit more physical. Turnovers are starting to disappear from people's games. Everything feels like it, you know, it does when you're on pitch in those knockout games at nationals and any game at Euros. So I'd say we're in great shape. Uh, we've got a big squad, which has been really useful for getting good numbers of training this year. We've been able to play each other at a good level of intensity. You know, you can actually get decent rest at trainings between points uh, with, with the good numbers that we've had. So when you're coming on, you're coming on and you're putting in a proper match level effort. Yeah, we've got we've got teams to watch out for, you know, you know, Chevron's always coming for us. Um, Alba is clearly going to be a huge threat. Teams like Devon, Smashed, they're all good. They all have their days. So we're, we're going to take everyone like a DEFCON one level threat that they could take away the 20th Nationals from us. But but also we're we're not going in with any presumptions that we shouldn't take it if we play our best and play confidently. I don't know, you've got some new guys on the squad this year, everyone fitting in well, everyone looking like they're building up to nationals as well. Yeah, so we've got we've got Hayden Slaughter and Josh Orcock, who are new this year, but have played quite a lot with the faces on this team already before, whether it's in GB cycles or Hayden in a in a previous stint with Clapham a couple of years back. Um, those guys, those two have slotted right in. They they're 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 professionals, they've they've been around, they've played at the highest levels for the UK, GB, Clapham, whatever it may be. Um, so they've been really welcome additions. They've brought quality to to trainings, and they're quickly becoming, you know, key contributors or are immediately key contributors on pitch in games. Super trusted. Uh, everyone knows what they bring. Um, so it's been it's been a pleasure to sort of have them have them come in and and immediately start making trainings higher quality. We've got a couple guys that we picked up, I guess, just before COVID. Uh, started so they haven't really they've kind of been technically on the squad for a couple of years now but only really been with Clapham this last year uh, so that's uh, Lexi Long and, and Josh Eels again both of whom played um, before with with sort of Clapham GB in the 2018-19 or really just 2019 EUC cycle so they're they're familiar faces and and they they're, they're growing getting really 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 good yeah really growing into particular roles that we want to kind of see them fulfilling it at work and then yeah we've got three out and out uh, rookies charlie but felix martin and and ryan coons yeah and, it, and it's they've they've all brought different uh, interestingly very different sort of things to to training they all showed off quite different sort of skill sets and and ways of playing from the teams that they've come from uh, at trials, which is why that they all kind of got that really nice long trial. We wanted to see a lot of them, um, and 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 were sort of comfy, easy picks to to immediately start contributing on this on the squad, and you know, really with an eye for them to to be fighting for a walk spot, uh, you know, be playing with us at Worlds next year in America, um, because this you know with the abridged cycle that we've had. This, this year was the chance to take a bunch of good young players and, and faces and and not do so much trialing next year and just run through and get as many reps as we can in from this trial season until work. So those three have been exactly what we were looking for for that sort of 18-month time frame. And halfway through that now, you know, they're all coming along really nicely. Definitely have got used to what Clapham training is and uh, I think now starting to bring a little bit of their own game 
and creativity and 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 playing in a more relaxed way to to drills and to five pool and to O versus D line all that kind of stuff. So quite a natural progression you see when people join Clapham. You know, it's uh, it's good to see that already happening with those with those lads. So yeah, we're looking to take take this bunch through from now to nationals years and then worlds and then just see what kind of team we can put together for worlds next year. And it's look it's shaping up quite nicely. Uh, you know, with this Nationals Euros portion of the of the overall cycle being a little peak here with uh, an eye on the future and, and worlds in America. Great. Well, congrats again on the league win. See you at Nationals and uh, fingers crossed everything continues to go well as we uh, as we build towards next season. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Um, see you at Nationals and uh, will, you, will you be at Nationals in person? I will. Thundering Herd have qualified. We're in the final of the mixed division against Lenning, so I will see you there. Perfect. Excellent. Yeah, I look forward to it. All right, thank you to all three representatives from the successful league-winning teams there. Congratulations to all three of them and congratulations to everybody in the league for kind of getting through a pretty tough season and all the travelling and all that kind of stuff that was involved in it. So next episode, which will be coming up later today, we're going to be previewing what's coming up this weekend with all the cup and league crossovers, the cup finals, and then also some games over in Ireland. So that'll be with you shortly. Uh, But until then, I'll speak to you soon.